You know? Yeah, so and, and he was he doing that. This kid was not a bitch. He had no. he was like, We're gonna get out of this. I like yep. do your turn now. Like, oh my yeah. god, he was he was very, very brave. And he was doing his shit and then he, he understood that his dragon was smaller, faster, and can maneuver better. Yeah. And that's why he put his dragon through that uh that um what is the, what is that called? Like Air, a airbender versus fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that valley in between mountains mm-hmm. or whatever it was tight vagar couldn't go so he had to go up he went through and then he almost escaped but then his dragon was like nah i ain't a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so he turned around and spit some hot fire at vagar like his name was dylan right <laughs> and vagar was like who's this little fly like trying to come at me and then both of them were struggling to control their dragons. Their dragons at that point, they're like, nah, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Now this is dragon fighting territory. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting also to see this because they mentioned this, I think, in the last episode. It's like, we don't want to involve dragons. Like, that's yeah. not the best case scenario. Like, involving the dragons is going to be bad. Let's yeah. just right? say that, that the uh, dragons, <laughs> the dragons for anybody who catches this reference, they kind of had a dragon moment. Yeah. For anybody who didn't understand that reference, go watch Boondocks. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast. I am your host, Eslam, a.k.a. The Daddy, accompanied by Dan, the baby boy, Disco, the metaphysical, and special guest, Rusty. How's it going, fellas? How's everybody What's doing? Up? It's going good. Good to be chilling, back. Long chilling. time, Rusty. Good, good, good. All right, so on this episode, we're going to get right into it. We are going to be doing Battle of the Prequels, House of the Dragon versus The Rings of Power. So uh, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Um Right there on your screen. Go like, subscribe, share, rate, review on our YouTube channel. Liking and subscribing is free and it helps us out immensely. And then last but not least, go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. House of the Dragons. We'll start with that. It happened. We got a prequel. It was pretty cool. I want to hear some initial uh, thoughts. No spoilers yet. Give me your initial thoughts on the whole season. And then we'll get into some spoilers uh, later. Rusty, since you're our special guest, why don't you uh, let us know what you thought? It totally like blew my expectations away. Um, mm-hmm. I was scared after Game of Thrones. They want to do a prequel. It's like maybe they just want to cash in on how popular Game of Thrones is. And it's going to be even worse than the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. Specifically season 8 that left a bad taste for all of us. But um, I'm extremely impressed with the people running this show. Thank God it's a new crew of people. They have like a really confident vision for their story and how they want to tell it. And I loved every bit of it. Can't wait for more. Nice, nice. Uh, Dan, as someone who was very against Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings, sorry, House of the uh, Game of Thrones uh, early on. Just say everything you can think of. (laughs) You hate Rocky IV. I know you do. It's House of the Game of the Ring Lords. It's not true. You could say everything else. It's fine. I do not hate Rocky IV. That is so Game of Thrones. So you weren't a big fan when it was out. You tried it a couple times. Then uh, you finally gave House of the Dragon a shot. You enjoyed it. Went back. Yeah. You went back. 
you watched some Game of Thrones, you enjoyed that. So give us what your thoughts on uh, on this prequel, even though you haven't seen all eight seasons of Game of Thrones yet. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, you, you said it in a nutshell, man. Like, House of the Dragons is so good, it made me like Game of Thrones. Like, awesome. and I'm I'm somebody who's I've been shitting on Game of Thrones for the longest time. You guys have been checking out this podcast <laughs> yeah. forever. All I would do is shit on Game of Thrones. House of the Dragons. I saw like the first two episodes. Like, ah, let me let me give Game of Thrones that one last chance. I always said I was gonna give it <laughs> nice. one more chance. Yeah. So House of the Dragons made me do that. Now I'm not gonna lie. I still haven't finished season two of Game of Thrones. It's nowhere near as good as House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon is better than season one and season two from what I've seen so far at Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is probably okay. going to get better. I don't know, but House of the Dragon's got to beat hands down. Very good show. I'm enjoying it very much. I love the political aspect of it, which Aslam, mm-hmm. you always told me that's something that's in Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. I, their politics are not as interesting to me as the House mm-hmm. of the Dragon's politics. Um, but overall, I think, I think it's I agree a great with show. You. Yeah. Overall, I, I think it's a great show. I'm having a good time. I'm. You know, I always want to know what's going to happen next, especially with this, the way it ended. I want to know where they're going to go for season two. But Oh, yeah. There you go. That's what I got. Disco. I, uh, you know, uh, I feel like Game of Thrones took like a season or two to build up, whereas House of the Dragons was, uh, had just hit the ground running. I feel uh, very confident in this next season. I'm, I want to see where it's going. Uh, they had me. You know, from the start to the end, I was just uh, through all the scandal and, and all the good stuff and the juicy bits and the diplomacy and, uh, you know, just pretty much the battle for the throne. The, it, it just was compelling. I really loved it. And uh, I, I would recommend it. Definitely. Highly recommend it. All right. Um, I'm going to agree with everybody and what was all said, obviously. I love this show. I I do not 100% agree with Dan about about it being better than season one and two of Game of Thrones. I think it's up there uh, equally just as good with those seasons. But I have a a different love for those uh, seasons, the first two seasons of Game of Thrones. I really enjoyed the hell out of those. Actually, up to like all the way up to like season four or five. So with (laughs) House of the Dragon, the time skips were a, there was a lot of them <laughs> and that was like the like the the one minor issue i had with it was there was like a time skip like every single episode really? and they, they didn't explain that. them at all it was just like yeah they're older like randomly i'm like oh shit. so like game of thrones had that too but it was like months where it was just like travel time that they were skipping yeah. um but there were no like uh, huge age um like time skips like they did here now it made sense here in what they were trying to do in the story they're trying to tell and where they want to get to i think if they would have um stayed too long in the younger version of some of these characters this the season could have gotten boring but again um that was my only issue but it it, it wasn't hard to keep up because you realized what was happening right away yeah. and they and they mentioned it in the dialogue at some point within the episode of how long that time skip was so it it was there. It wasn't like too confusing, but you know, uh, it was what it was. So definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, I actually wanted to jump in right off what you were talking about with the time jumps for this mm-hmm. season. Um, I definitely agree with you that it, it's it like the audience is not used to that, and so it's definitely jarring for it to happen. I do think that as time goes on and we get more seasons. Mm-hmm. We will look back and appreciate the, those time jumps at the beginning. Even yes, more. yes. I yeah. think that that like the 
because in the like let's say up to the first five episodes of this season there's like big time jumps happening almost every episode mm-hmm. we're like it's a brand new show and we're trying to get acquainted with it and we're like wait a minute is this going to be the pace of like the entire show because that's just crazy we can't get like acquainted with anyone we can't like get to feel that we really know these people correction i would love that just saying <laughs> and, and, and yeah that's i mean that that would be cool for some people it's, it's like not what we're used to with game of thrones because game of thrones really took like eight seasons of like yeah, sitting really with these long characters. a lot of nothing happening real boring, yeah. <laughs> so i i think now and they've already con- confirmed like time jumps are done Yes, these characters that we have at the end of of season one, we keep mm-hmm. them for the next several seasons. So like, what they did in season one was actually so cool that like, usually we don't get to have characters get that fleshed out, and they really did give us so much backstory, and we feel very like mm-hmm. intimate with it because we saw. Yeah, it instead like, of them jumping to what the characters we have now, yeah, and and maybe in dialogue or in um, instead of flashbacks flashbacks or, or flashbacks um they they gave us into the time skips yeah so one of the things i really enjoyed and i found myself watching was the after the episode ended like the the directors and the showrunners kind of speaking about the episodes and where things were going and mm-hmm. why they made certain decisions and after the 10 year time jump they said that was going to be the last big jump like mm-hmm. that and then I think like the next episode it jumped like six years. So I was just like, guys, I was like, that's accurate. That's, that's accurate though. They didn't do another ten year time jump. It was less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but um, I mean, six years is still a big time jump. But it was fine because then we got to see all the the young boys that were gonna you be the majority. Yeah, the, that is gonna be the majority of like the next seasons and the fighting and all this shit uh-huh. got to teenage levels. And it's kind of like, all right, now we are going to get to the real fun shit in the next couple seasons. You get to see that. You get to see that rivalry start from when they're kids to like actually blooming Mm -hmm. adults. And uh, that uh, really, you really do get to appreciate those skips, even though it is uh, a little off putting at first, but uh, totally worth it because it's just the right amount of youthful like growth. The writers did an amazing job and the, the camera people, the cinematographers, directors, they all did a great job as well, making it come to life, the script. And, uh, oh, we'll, we'll it, get it to was... the cinematography in a, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. throughout. All right. Uh, so we did uh, episode one on here before. Episode two, Viserys was offered the hand of one of Corliss's daughters who was 12 at the time. She was very young. <laughs> that scene was a little weird. He was walking with her in the garden. Like, she's like, are you going to marry me? And I was just like, what is happening right now? But that's like one of the big things that happened in episode two. Then there was a time six of uh, time skip of six months between episode one and two. Uh, episode three, we jump in. It, there's a two-year time skip. Uh, there was the hunt because of at the, the end of episode two, b- at the end of episode two, King Viserys announced that he was going to marry Queen, uh, not Queen. Uh, well, she will Allison. become the queen, but Lady oh, Alicent. Right and um, uh, and then they have a son who is um, what's his name? The Conqueror. Aegon. Thank you. Aegon. Yeah. yeah. So they have the first son. So that's why they have the hunt for his uh, name day, kind of which was kind of what they were celebrating. Um, the um, We also got to see that dragons can feel the pain of the rider um, when because at the same time, um, uh, Damon was fighting in the 
sea stones mm-hmm. or step, step stones. stones step stones and he got hit with an arrow and his dragon like howled uh so we we got oh, to see there was I didn't that... even notice that okay yeah there we got to see that connection between them um you also got to see that at the end when Rhaenyra was having uh, uh Rhaenyra was given birth again and she had that stillborn they were going back and forth between her and her dragon Mm. And you saw her dragon also kind of wailing in pain. One hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. There is there is a connection between these dragons and these riders. That's why when uh, after um, we'll get to that with Vagar, but we'll, yeah, we'll go through that again. But um, they were hunting, they were killing, they were going for killing the stag, the white stag. They couldn't find it. Viserys stabbed this other stag. Also, the King Viserys had lost two fingers. Now King Viserys. Uh, since episode like two or episode one, uh, you notice that he gets cut from the throne, from the Iron Throne, and he was getting sick. And uh, now we don't know if it's an infection. My theory is it's like syphilis or some shit like that, <laughs> because of this. Because they they're like open sores that don't heal, and, yeah. and that's one of the things from like syphilis. But part of he, the lore of the books that I, I just read a little tidbit about that is that it's like a. It's a myth in the in Westeros that the, the throne, throne itself yes, yes. can reject. Rejects. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> if it's if it's not the 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 right king, it can reject them. Yeah, poor guy. It, I guess it was supposed to be. Um, it was supposed to be Rhaenys. Yeah, it's so true because like Damon and him uh, and Viserys were like brothers, and but. Yeah. By the end of the season, you see Viserys is like like looks looks a hundred years old, and Damon's yeah, still like of the, the well, yeah. Every, everybody yeah. aged like slightly, if at all, and then you look at Viserys, and this man's just like he aged like three hundred years. Apart. Yeah. <laughs> He's like hobbling, like, <laughs> like literally missing half his face. Like which shout out to the actor, my God, he was yeah. so great. I loved yeah, what's his uh, name? Viserys. Something. Uh, yeah, yeah, Viserys something. was a great actor. Besides, um, besides the finale, I think that just. Viserys's final episode and that final yeah. dinner was just that one was of the great. strongest points phenomenal. of any television <laughs> yeah. I've seen. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, even awesome. uh, George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin was like, uh, he said to Patty in a tweet, he was like, your Viserys was better than my Viserys in like the books, I guess, that he, which yeah. I thought was like a, that, a nice... It's uh, a big honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Vin Diesel would have been proud, you know, for that speech. <laughs> Family. Family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, how did Vin Diesel come into this? And then you said family. I, I for like, a second, okay. I thought he meant to say Viserys, and he said Vin Diesel. I'm not correct <laughs> that. I'm letting that go. Let's put Vin Diesel in here. Let's redo the season and have Vin Diesel play the part of Viserys just as Vin Diesel. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, the how did you guys, um, I guess, initially – like the young Rhaenerys and young Alicent? And then what was your initial reactions when they finally switched actresses? So uh, I can start with that. I really enjoyed young, the younger versions. Yeah. Uh, Rhaenyra was like a rebel. She was like very, very teenager-like. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And when they switched the actresses, she got older. I almost didn't like her character change. But it made sense because it's like, all right, when you're a child, you can kind of live in this world with no responsibilities. But when you get to that age and you have responsibilities and you kind of understand what's going on, you kind of have to cut back on like the sassiness and all this bullshit, kind of play the politics. Yep. And and they they showed that contrast very well. 
I really enjoyed that uh, with both with both girls. Mm-hmm. Allison I... was like super like naive. And then she became the queen, and then she kind of had to wake up a little bit. She's still somewhat naive, even towards the end. But, you know, uh, there was a little of, bit of change. What did you I think like... of young Allison? Uh, her, her final scene, young Allison's pretty much final scene, was walking in to the ballroom in the green dress yeah. with, like, a real fuck you attitude. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, the first She was like, very late, yeah. That she's, I... like, that she's, like, um... She's got her eye on the ball, and like she can do this. She can go for the throne if she well, wants to. Didn't they say that was like a war dress too? So it's like exactly. She, yeah, meant, she meant it was the war colors of yeah. the yeah. high towers. Yeah, the green. Yeah. The green. And she stays really... wearing green throughout for the rest of the show. I liked. I liked the going back to like when they were kids. I liked Rhaenyra when she was younger. Like you said, she was playful, but like it. It was the right amount of time to keep them that young, too, mm-hmm. where you could see them grow. And, like, you could see her kind of getting close to Damon and kind of that one time they, they sneak out and it kind of establishes her sexuality for the rest of her life. Because she kind of gets this idea of, like, sex is, uh, you know, there's marriage and then there's, like, sexual for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And she, into her, like, even adult years, she, like, carries those ideals with her because she always has, like, a side piece, especially with with Lanar. And then, uh, but like you said, you see this playful side of her and, like, she's young and teeny and then uh, and then she gets hardened by being heir to the throne, like, and uh, it's just, it's crazy because I I really, I think she's, like, one of my favorite characters in uh, in the show and I just feel like she's going to die and it's killing me because I, I, like, I'm getting attached to her. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I thought the time skips, although uh, off-putting, they definitely helped her character. And you could see uh, this queen being hardened and forged into, uh, you know, between her kids' rights uh, to the throne, you know, get questioned. Mm-hmm. And her, the scandals of her always being, uh, you know, her cheating and the and her, uh, her kids aren't really, uh, you know, high blood. <laughs> Just yep. like, uh, and Allison too, she kind oh. of like, as a young kid, just wants to be that queen part. But then, as like towards the end, you see her kind of like, I just gave my life to these men, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and now she's like trying to make her own life and path since yep. it's it's really it's her now's her chance. And uh, yep. so I really love that that growth from both those sides and uh, awesome work, awesome work. Dan, you have you want to say something? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. So, in terms of like the the actors, like from a young age to the actors that when you know they're playing the older versions of the characters, I enjoyed all of them. Um. With that, I mean, you guys pretty much just said everything you need to add. Reiterate on that. But one thing I do want to mention is like Viserys is probably like my favorite throughout everybody I've seen in the show, mm-hmm. and second is a tie between both Otto and Alice at Hightower by far <laughs> i enjoy both of them so much i don't know if it's because of the wrestling fan of me uh, you know you always cheer for the heels you can't help okay. it but it's just like i don't know just seeing them um the character the actor who plays auto hightower i can't remember his name this man's done everything and i've always seen him like mostly in like comedic roles and stuff like that movie so seeing him be like somebody so serious well, and doing it's, it so well it's funny because damon in the, was in the same boat right he was the doctor he's doctor, doctor who, who? Yeah. yeah, where he's all this goofy, like, all yeah. swiggly wiggly, and now I he's like this hardened warrior. Right. He's yeah. arguably one of his biggest reputation, I, I would say, is the crown. He plays like Prince Andrew or Prince, well, like one mm. of the princes. So that's pretty close to, you know, he's royalty mm. here as well. It's just one. Oh, more. interesting. Yeah. I did not know crown that. And, um, but the um, the actor that's playing Otto Hightower, like, 
you could go back and you look at what I consider one of Keanu Reeves' only ever good movies, um, The Replacements, where it's like he's literally the guy who was like, he had like a debt and he was just like this dude who used to play soccer and he's like, yeah, I could kick a ball. So he's a kicker on a football team. That is Otto <laughs> Hightower. Like, you know, seeing for him go from that to where he is now, it's like this man's proven that he's very, very, uh, very much good actor. Uh, so I, I love it when he's on the screen and um, yeah. Allison, man, just seeing the yeah, character good. develop. Uh, like from young Allison, who I thought was she was like very shy and she was just like mm-hmm. basically just Ray Harris is like little side sidekick. And then you see like when she walks in green, and then you see older Allison who's just like, Hey, I'm doing this for my family. It's like everybody's like just taking a backseat to my family. I know the truth. I'm gonna call everybody out on it. I'm I'm like the mother and I'm looking out for my family and doing what I feel is right. So like a true heel, like a good heel, like a good antagonist, she's doing what she feels is right. And at the end of the day, you can't really fight her for it because everything she's done she's in the right like in her mind the whole thing i guess spoilers with the whole you know the new succession to the throne in her mind what she's mm-hmm. saying is absolutely true and she's fighting for that right and i feel like that's just amazing that everybody believes that they're right mm-hmm. in uh, what's happening and i just i don't know i love the hiders i really do that's i'm so glad you said it uh, you know my friends i've been watching it with they're all talking about how they're team uh team black this whole time and i'm like I don't know. Just even at the even at the younger age, when when Allison, when Allison realizes that Renera went out with Damon and potentially got all scandalous with him, she wasn't even angry at her out of like like how could you be with him or it's incestuous. Like, why'd you lie She's to like, me? Why'd you lie to me? And like, why are you being like a child when I'm the one that's been put in a position where I have to do everything that's expected of me? Mm-hmm. And my my dad essentially whored me out, and I yeah. accepted it. And now I'm stuck sleeping with this man and giving him his children. Like, and then she did all the work. She took care of Viserys. Oh my God, the scenes when they show Viserys having sex with her, and she's just dead in the eyes, and she's mm-hmm. just yep. taking it. Like, yeah. the show does so much to exactly what you said that like it justifies her point of view on this so well. That makes me love her character so much. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping forward again a little bit, but like Rainice sees it, and that's like people have people are like why didn't Rhaenys like burn everyone down yeah, yeah. you know like and but like Rhaenys got that like understanding with Allison yep. mm-hmm. that like this is a woman that like puts her duty first yep. like she's not just evil and and I love that kind of just complexity to these characters because it makes you like yeah. you're somehow rooting for both of them and you're somehow against both of them like it, there's so much at the same emotion. time uh Rhaenys also Rhaenys wasn't sure about Rhaenyra and we're uh, we're just going to jump forward to this part um, going off of what Rusty said, when she got back from that, uh, when mm-hmm. she escaped and she got back and she told them and she told Rhaenyra what happened, Renice was like on the fence of like what they wanted to do. I think she made her decision to back Rhaenyra when Rhaenyra was in the war room. Every, Damon was like, we're going to go ape shit with the dragons. We have more. There's a couple here like that are no riders. And Rhaenyra's like, well, what's the point if I'm just going to be ruling over like burnt bones and all this shit? Like I, like my father wanted peace. Like this is what I'm going to try to do. And Renice saw that. And she was like, and she said it to Corliss. She's like, she's the only one in there. That's like trying to keep the peace and like not trying to burn everything to the ground. And I think that's when she like flipped to Rhaenyra's side. And I, and I enjoyed that little detail, like those conversations. All all the men, all the men, 
Exactly. All the men were ready to fire the missiles, and she yeah, actually yeah. like had the the cojones to stand up to yeah. all of them and to be like, "Hold on, let's chill out," you know. And, and I guess little... that's when she saw she can actually rule as a queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little aside about that scene, can we talk about that fucking war table? Oh, oh yes, yes. One fire, second, one second. One oh second. my god. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I got you. Oh my god. Oh, it was so beautiful, dude. Dude, I when hope they, that's real. I hope that's real. And when they lit, they lit it under, uh, when they lit all the candles and they put it up, and then it slowly started glowing, I was like, "Oh shit!" Amazing. I was like, "This is amazing." You know, people are gonna get this like made and lit and put on their wall and shit. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Apparently, it's way smaller than described in the book. In the book, it was like fifty feet long, Whatever. by like by like twenty feet. In the wide. book, the Iron Throne is also like like thirty feet high with like spikes everywhere and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. relax. It's still super dope, though. It's really <laughs> no, yeah, one hundred percent. I enjoyed and... the hell out of that, but um, yeah. All right, uh, let me get back to the bullet points real quick. All right, so the White Stag shows up to Rhaenyra. <clears throat> Which I thought was like, which was nice because it was their way of telling you like she is the like the heir, she is like the true heir, because the white stag, which is the um, the symbol of royalty or like the king, is like showed up to her and not to her father. <clears throat> All right, uh, episode four, uh, Damon returns. Um, the hand. I, I put the hand is watching. I don't remember why I put that, but Rhaenyra. Oh, the hand is watching because Rhaenyra was doing um, she, like he was watching because this is what we were talking about when she went out with um, Damon. I think it was this. This is when finally Rhaenyra and Alicent were starting to get back their relationship together. You got Mysir, Masira as the white worm. I forgot her name. I, I forget her too. And then Otto. Uh, it gets uh, kicked out as the hand by the end of episode four. Uh, and then Lord Strong takes over as the hand because he, at the hunt, he suggested that Rhaenyra be married to Lenor, And the king was like, oh, you're going to say she should be married to your son. He's like, no, I mean, I appreciate the offer, but like, I think it, it's better for her to marry a Valerian. That way you can make your house strong again. Make yeah. your house strong, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, then we go to episode five. Uh, so Damon is like literally one of my favorite characters in the show. And um, he goes and kills his wife in episode oh five, <laughs> which was like, which was hilarious. Technically, uh, you didn't touch her. We don't know. He, well, I mean, he picked up. Probably, rock, yeah. But, yeah, no, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the rock sir, <laughs> I was remembering the first part, not how he ended it. <laughs> Allegedly, we never saw it. So you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, sir, uh, was this no episode five? No, yet yeah, this there was no time skip yet. Damon kills his wife. Sir Kristen's a snitch. Um, he's a little bitch. Ever since Rhaenyra hit that and was like, "You're just gonna be my side piece, and I'm not gonna leave with you." He, he also re- lost. He his really sh- thought she was gonna run away and yeah. abandon all the royalty. Ultimate, like, ultimate incel. You're Yo. insane. I'm not Yo, leaving bro, my like, heir to the. I was throne. like, "Damn, like, how good was she?" Like, I mean, they're both to... virgins and they both ran to each other. And she was being so rational about it too. She's like, "Yo, we can still like have our fun yeah. on the side." What's the exactly? Like, <laughs> and and she's like, "My man is gay. He does, he, we're not gonna even be sleeping together. It's just gonna be like he's gonna have his dude. I'm gonna have you. We're gonna live life." 
And he was like, no. <laughs> like, I've already soiled my cloak. This is yeah, all like, I have. Like, fucking, that and he just tried to go. Me. He tried to go commit Harry Carey, and I was just like, come on, bro. When he, See, I, 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 this I, is I, a like, little after the time skip, but when he is talking with Allison about yeah. Renera behind their back, and he mm-hmm. calls her a cunt, and Renera's like, Whoa! Check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Allison. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Allison. Allison was like, "Check yourself. You don't talk about her like that." I love that shit. Um. So, <laughs> so he loses his shit at the feast. Murders, um, Sir Lenor's like boyfriend. Yeah, and does. and I love oh, the ending s- of that episode because it kind of like all this crazy shit was happening in the background, and this poor guy's just laying there with his brains on the floor. <laughs> And then, like, I think this rat comes out of nowhere and starts eating, like, bits of his brain and, like, licking the blood that was there. And, like, that's how, like, the episode ended, I think. I was like, damn, was, I was like, that's fucking was so, wild. It was the rat so was brutal. eating the brain as in the, in the, that was in the foreground. In the background, they were finishing the marriage. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we need to get this shit done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, it was so brutal. I was surprised they showed it too. Like half the head was and like why skull was popped yeah. open and shit. It was wow. And why was he killing the the boyfriend? Like, he was talking shit about something. I forgot what. He it was. Was, well, no, he, the boyfriend he was talking shit, and he was blackmailing a little bit. He was like, "I know yes, your secret. Yes. You know my secret." And I don't know why he would react that way. He's just a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think. He, well, it wasn't blackmail. It was kind of like. It was like, so we're not blackmailing each other. We both know our own shit. What's going on? It, it, it was, was kind of like, like, hey, let's kind of like. It's like tears to, yeah. to being the let's, side piece. Like, like yeah. It's you like, know, hey, listen, both we both love these people. Let's protect yeah. them. Like that's, I think that's where he was coming from. It's like, hey, listen, yeah. you know, I'm with him. I know you're with her. Like, these are the people that we're with. Let's yeah. like keep shit straight and protect yeah. these people that we supposedly love. <laughs> And, the thing uh, with Kristen was that, like, he he, he wasn't cool with the agreement from the beginning. So the fact yeah. that he's like it's already bad enough that I'm like this now that it's out there and people know, he's like, no, fuck this, I'm done, you're dead. Like, and then that's where he just decided to kill the dude. Like, he that's really came down to. He didn't want to be the side piece, so he's like, I don't want to cheers to be in a side piece. And then yeah. he just smashed him to death. He, he has like this super like idealistic, like childish view of honor. Yeah, and it just you see that he's using that, but he's just really a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. especially uh, after the time uh, jump, when you really see like what he's dealing yeah. with uh, the uh, Rainer's uh, sons. The oh yeah, and yeah, so that's, that's when exactly. you really see it. Yeah. So he's that's vindictive we... against like everyone even related to her. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So that's where we come at episode six. That's when we get the ten-year time jump and the changing of the actors. Um, now Rhaenyra has uh, three sons. Uh, the king has lost an arm and is very sick. Uh, Sir Harwin is dead. I forget who Sir Harwin. Um, who's Sir Harwin? Harwin's I feel strong, like you're giving a right? news report. Oh, is it Harwin? It's the dude she's that... with. Uh, okay, that had the right. babies with. Right. So his his crippled brother um, kills him and his father. He becomes the Lord of Strong, Heron whatever. Hall. I mean, Heron Hall. Let's, okay. Let's talk about him. Yes. <laughs> it's funny very, very because sneaky. I always because I wrote one of my bullet points. I put always the cripple. Um, <laughs> Wait, the, what? What he very very sneaky. What was that a reference to? Was that not Mr. Deeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because he's always I, just working feet. in the background. So <laughs> but yeah. it, it works so well. Yeah, because he's also <laughs> into the just your feet. Oh, exactly. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all right, yeah. What were you gonna say about um the the strong guy? 
No, so I just wanted to mention that, like, if there's anyone who's truly, I guess he's, yeah, no, if there's anyone who's truly evil in this show so far, yeah. it's him, and he's he was definitely the, the like the little finger of yes. this prequel series, and yeah. now I call him the little foot. Of this series, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Um, and I'm just excited to see how much you know more dastardly he gets. Um, yeah. So he killed his brother and father. He killed the white worm. Um, after uh, he talked to Allison and saying, "Hey, your father has this network that he lets go around," and she's like, "I can." He's like, "I can remove the head," and he just love he loves killing people by fires. It's that like, might be. Okay. Might be one of my only criticisms about the show is the way they handled White Worm. Mm. Uh, that she had she had a lot of potential because she was there in the first episode, I think, and yeah. she disappeared. So we're wondering, like, where when she comes back, she must come back in a big way, mm-hmm. and she does come back in what seems to be a big way because she has the key to, like, the yeah. new the new king. She mm-hmm. like literally is the only one that knows where he is, and then she's like willing to bargain all that for like better treatment of kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then after that, they just wipe her out, like almost off screen. Like you just see a fire happen in the building, and I didn't even know if she was dead or not. But I guess I don't yeah. know that we know for a fact that she's dead. I think. Yeah. Well, she... we don't, but we yeah, can yeah, assume. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that kid, that kid cockfighting shit was wild. Yeah. Um. Even more wild was what the kind of fun Aegon was having with those kids. Too. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. He had, he had the, the Targaryen little baby on chained to the wall too. Did y'all yeah. see that? That was crazy. Yeah, he's just he's just pumping out little, little babies bastard child. out of out of children. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. he's a piece of shit, piece of shit. <laughs> All right, so episode seven, the king is even more sick. Otto is back as the hand. Damon's wife died. Uh, Amond uh, takes Vagar and loses an eye, and Rhaenyra fakes uh, death, marries Damon. So this is when Rhaenyra and Lenor make a deal because he doesn't want to do deal with any of this shit. So he cuts his hair, takes his boyfriend and dips. They fake his death. Uh, she marries Damon at the end of this episode. Uh, Aemond connects like, with Vagar. Yeah, I like what he says Vagar. at the end yeah. when he's like, "I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon." I was yeah. Like, Totally and worth then, it. and then before that, I forgot to mention. Oh, so I did mention Damon wife's died, but his second wife, um, Lenor's sister, uh, who he had two daughters with, and she was about to have the third child. I've, I, she, the way she died was badass, because she was like, "Fuck this, I'm not, I'm not going out, like I'm going out the way I want to go out." She yeah. goes to Vagar, and she commands, she commands her. I think Vagar is a female. Um, huh? I, I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Um she commands uh the dragon uh Dracarys to to breathe fire at her and like the dragon is like hesitant for a while. Like he like that shit would not budge and it finally like listened and um it did it. Um, I feel like the very first time she said it, he almost like ignored her. He's like, "Go to yeah. sleep. What are you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like um yeah, but that was uh, that was very interesting. I like the way that it's happened. T- totally badass, and uh, I I totally give her all the the kudos and and then you know points for that because that 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 was, I mean, just to know you're gonna die and just to go out that way is just yeah. so, so insane. Yeah, so just as a dragon be, rider, that's how she wants to be to vaporized. Out. Just vaporize me, Jacaris, <laughs> my ass. Um. Yeah. All right. So episode eight, we got another time skip of six years. Uh, there's. There's a fight over Driftmark. Um, 
this is uh this is the first time we see Damon have some emotions towards his brother, I feel. And he comes he comes back and sees him when him and Rhaenyra visit and he's super sick and you, they see how frail he is and, and you can see Damon's face like almost feel for his brother uh, and what he's going through and, and like he that's when he like takes the cup and smells it and he's like wait are they trying to kill you like what's going on like why are you this sick like we didn't leave you this sick. And I just thought it was very interesting because he seemed like he just wanted the power. But at the end of the day, he still felt something for his brother. And then episode eight is also um, when uh, the king dies at the end. And that's when they have the dinner and uh, that very awesome. So that's the scene where he picks up the crown. Yeah. For his brother. Right. As he's. Yes. As he's climbing the, the up yeah. to the throne, mm-hmm. which was an extremely powerful scene. Yeah, it, and then and he when places the it open, on his head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the doors open and he comes in with his gold mask, and mm-hmm. he's just about to get everyone to shut up and listen, that was I yeah, mean, that was one of the best performances. And Damon time. like helped him up the stairs when uh, he didn't want anybody else's help, and he helped him. I, like I thought that was very cool, like um, of Damon, like Damon. Why he's my favorite character is because he barely speaks. But when he speaks, it's always like good shit. And like his facial expressions and his looks are what did most of the talking. He would either smirk or laugh or just give you that thousand eye stare. And it's just, man, it was, um, he had some awesome intense moments. Episode nine is when we see the children cockfighting. That's when Aegon is missing. And uh, they go on a hunt for Aegon. And so now it's Alicent versus Otto. Alicent versus her father. Because whoever gets to um, Aegon first uh, has the king, right? They're going to they're gonna decide what goes, on, what goes down. Otto sends to uh, the twin... <clears throat> excuse me. The twin brother um, uh, Kingsguard... So and then um, Eric and Eric and Oric. Eric and And then Alicent sends uh Amund and Sir Kristen. Right? So the the brothers find him first because of the white worm and Otto Hightower. Uh but Sir Kristen and Amund were smart enough to just follow them and when they're bringing him out they were there. They fight um, Amund and Kristen win. They're the ones who take the king. And then you have that little conversation between Allison and her father. And she's like, I have him now. And like, we're going to do this my way. Uh, and then she's like, because she also in the throne room where all the men kind of had like already planned to usurp Rhaenyra and place Aegon as heir. And when and when she told them like oh he he said he wanted Aegon to be king, they were like okay cool, we're we're just gonna roll with that because yeah. we already planned to do it and like and then she was like you guys were already planning and I didn't even know like yeah they're like that's she, nice <laughs> yeah so I thought that was funny but um I thought this episode did such a great job at showing like the extents that Otto's willing to go. I mean if he needs to kill his daughter to ensure that he stays in power, I think yeah. he'll he'll do it. 
Probably. Um, yeah. So it's showing how ruthless he is, and she's. I think it's it's when she's finally realized that he's he's an enemy as well, and she needs to like really get smart to yeah. help yeah. him. One hundred percent. Haven't gotten to Renice yet in this episode. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Renice um, is pretty much imprisoned in her room uh, until they decide what they're gonna do, and. She ends up escaping. Sir Eric is like, no, nah, what's happening is wrong. He takes her. While they're leaving, they were gathering up the people to the scepter so they can crown Aegon in front of everyone. And they gave him the Conqueror's crown, the Conqueror's sword. And um, he has the Conqueror's name. And they crowned him as king at the scepter with the... Uh, what is what is the... The maester, the high maester. And um, everybody cheered. And then that's when Renice fucking just pops out with her dragon from under the floor. And she's just like there. She was about to like kill them. And then she saw um, Allison step in front of Aegon to protect him. And then she kind of just leaves. Um, Yo, she stepped on so many people though. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was shocked. I thought she was just going to leave and just be out when you saw her shuffle out. Also, I don't know why they were like dictates like, or shows how like she's like leaning towards the Rhaenyra side like it's slowly building on her <clears throat> more than but anything also, I thought like, it showed that like if if she wanted to be queen if she really wanted it she would have done it yeah and no one would have been able to stop her yeah I also don't know why the the guards were closing the doors and Otto was like yelling open the doors like they're gonna hear you from all the way over there Otto like mm-hmm. you don't have a microphone <laughs> stupid um I'm sure they got good acoustics in there. Yeah. yeah announcing <laughs> a game. Um, between mountains mm-hmm. or whatever, it was tight. Vagar couldn't go, so he had to go up. He went through, and then he almost escaped. But then his dragon was like, nah, I ain't a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so he turned around and spit some hot fire at Vagar like his name was Dylon. Right? <laughs> and Vagar was like, who's this little fly like trying to come at me and then both of them were struggling to control their dragons their dragons at that point they're like nah we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want now this is dragon fighting territory Mm -hmm. and it's interesting also to see this because they mentioned this i think in the last episode it's like we don't want to involve dragons like that's not the best case scenario like involving the dragons is gonna be bad let's just say that That the uh, dragons The dragons, for anybody who catches this reference, they kind of had a dragon moment. Yeah. For anybody who didn't understand that reference, go watch Boondocks. But yeah, then we get to episode 10. That's when like they're planning the wars. And this is our season finale. This is when all the crazy shit happens and sets us up for the next season. Rhaenyra gets the message from them that she will keep Dragonstone. She will keep her sons. Will uh, her son Lucerius will keep Driftmark as the heir. Um, her son uh, Jaceris will take over uh, Dragonstone after her passing, and blah blah blah. They will be given uh, lemonsy. They won't be killed or whatever. Um, and then she kind of she had already been crowned as the queen with her father's crown because Sir Eric took the crown and brought it to her. And 
she addresses that was a, that was a pretty big moment because yeah, uh, was an amazing you know, moment. up until that moment no one's like bowed down to a female queen ruler mm-hmm. and so yeah. at that moment for one of the guards to actually like take the knee and like pledge their allegiance was was huge 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 moment and yeah. uh it, it was really sick and then damon you know puts it on her head it was it was a that was awesome can i just take a moment on um on the knights, the twin knights, Eric mm-hmm. and whatever the other one's name is, Eric too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I love that this character exists. He's, I think he's a relatively small character, but it feels like such a representation of the audience. Like, <clears throat> honestly, they feel to me more like like two sides of like one person's conscience. Uh-huh. Like one guy's like, we gotta do what's right for Allison. The other one's like, we gotta do what's right for Renera. They both have their points that they're making, and it's kind of like. They're kind of tearing apart, and they end up on different sides of it. If I understood correctly, yeah, you could and... see when they were fighting. Sorry to interrupt, but you could see when uh, Sir uh, Kristen and Eamon were fighting, how uh, the brothers actually only one of them was fighting, and the other brother was up top just watching, just like I, exactly. <laughs> you could see exactly, the tension yeah. there. Also, you could see like, the difference in ideas. Like I'm not yeah. for that shit. Like, <laughs> you know? like also, Eric was like. Uh, Aegon's a piece of shit. He should not be ruling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, how much longer am I supposed to deal with this bullshit? Yeah. yeah so he was like, I'm not. I don't want to do this. I'd rather have Rhaenyra. <laughs> like, yeah. It's definitely like, a beautiful it's... scene when she's wearing the crown and like her, the actor's portrayal of like as she puts the crown on. It, it's, it was like somber. It wasn't like a big powerful moment. Mm-hmm. I, like because she's going. She's already had her miscarriage right yeah. at this point and her father died and her father died she's just yeah. and like processing so much shit and uh, you see it on her face as the, the amount of shit rhaenyra has went through in this season um alone is ridiculous just with yeah. giving birth she gave birth to her third son and then went to see the queen um herself yeah. and she was walking after birth she gave birth here uh wrapped up the baby gave it a funeral and then was like all right i'm gonna let's get into the war room and talk this out and it's just like it's wild crazy shit all the things that she had to go through and she's still so badass and and she i love that gets time and, to, and her uh, father dies everything <laughs> like, happens and she doesn't have any time to like deal yeah with exactly it. just like something mm. happened boom got to do something else it's like yeah. she has no time to grieve or do anything it's a series of tragedies, just one after another. Like, I just want to say, Amazon, this is how you do a strong female character. Just, oh. just, just I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out. There. You know what I'm saying? God, we're but, not gonna spend too much time on that, are we? Yeah, I think the, yeah, the, the battle, the battle is that, is that we're talking about House of Dragons for two hours. <laughs> yeah. That's um, well, we're almost done with House of Dragons. We're about to, get, we're, we're in the last episode now. Yeah, and. A lot happens in this episode. There's like, so both sides are trying to see who's on their side. Both sides are trying to see how they're going to defeat the other side, right? Rhaenyra's trying the best that she can not to start a war. And so uh, after like all these things happen, Corliss is, is alive. He's getting better. He comes down. He pledges his allegiance again to Rhaenyra. And he's like, drift mark is yours. Also, this time I put a I put a fucking garrison in the stepstones. They're ours, and we can choke out the 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 trading routes uh, to stop anything from going into the Red Keep. Right. It's the Trade Federation for Episode One. <laughs> yeah. Um... While you're on Corliss, I, <laughs> yeah. I just if I could just mention 
that scene where Renice comes in to talk to Corliss. Yeah. I just loved how much she's like, get your ass up. These guys killed your brother. He's dead because he was being an asshole. And now you're going to pledge your allegiance to them because they're the rightful people. Like, <laughs> she's pretty much like, get up, get dressed. We're going downstairs. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> and he's like, fuck. <laughs> it's funny because he had like a big epiphany too. He's like, man, I put you through so much shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm sorry for like wasting all your time and the pursuit of the throne has, you know, clouded my mind. And all of a sudden she's just like, shut up. We're back in this shit. <laughs> Maybe like, like a year ago, I would have been like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's run away." But yeah, too kids, late now. Her kids are at stake too, so like you know, she's not gonna play that. Yeah, game. like yeah. guys, get, listen to your, your wives every on. once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> one one thing I want to mention real quick, uh, I forgot. Uh, Corliss's brother, I loved him. Like, yeah, he uh, was great. When he yeah. like with the whole thing, he's just like, you know what? I'm the only person that say what's right. Everybody's gonna act like this is bullshit. He's like, you know what? Your sons are. Hang on, let me stand back so everybody can see this. Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. We all know it. He doesn't want to see it, but we know the truth. Head, head cut off. Like half his head cut off. Like that's Dude. it. And he well, he got his head got cut off after calling Rhaenyra uh, a whore. That's right. And then Damon was like, all right, I got yeah, you, bro. It. But that was just perfect. I was like, he was like, nah, man, I got too much honor. I don't care. I'm gonna go out like a G. I'm gonna say the truth. Nobody else wants and, to say uh, it. And I loved, I loved Damon's reaction afterwards because yeah. he like cut off his head, and then all the guards like took out their swords and pointed at Damon. He's like, all right, all right, put it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like, what the fuck are you guys gonna do? Like, um, no, that was great. All right, where was I? So Corliss um, pledges his allegiance. And now they're like, Rhaenyra's like, well, the Starks, the Baratheons, and someone else, we got to make sure the what? The Tullys. The Tullys. Uh, now we got to make sure they're on our side. Because they had, they had pledged their oaths. They to have her to keep, the, keep to, heir, true yeah. to their oath that they made originally when Viserys was alive to uh, have Rhaenyra as the heir. Exactly. So they, they mentioned again that they're like, well, the Starks are pretty much going to be on our sides because the Starks like follow the king or whatever like they're you know they're honorable they're honorable yeah they're gonna keep their promise and then they're like we got to make sure the parathians he um that he keeps his father's promise because it was a new uh king and then you have a new lord and then you had the tullys which we didn't really get to see um so the maesters like all right i'll get ready to the ravens and then jaceris was like we should go on dragon back one, they fly faster, and two, it, it'll be more in, like he said convincing. it in a, convincing. Yeah, but he meant it in an intimidating way because earlier Damon was like, "Here, come on, let me teach you a lesson in um, loyalty." And then he had the dragon come out and ask the two guards, "Be like, hey, are you gonna be with the Bernera or are you gonna die?" <laughs> like, which he's like, "Cause if you if you do it now, you're good. But if you do it now and then later you betray her, then it's like it's gonna be even worse. Now it's gonna be quick." Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that was funny, Amazing. and so they go on dragon back, and we follow Lucerius to, and he goes to Baratheon, which the, and, the name of their land. I, I just it's been mentioned multiple times in Game of Thrones. Yeah. We've never seen it Baratheon. before. The Baratheon, the Baratheon. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. It was storm, storm something, storms, storm anyways. end, storm yeah, end. storm's end, yeah. All right, yeah. So, um. He um <gasps> that shot, my god. <laughs> so 
Lucerius lands, and when he lands, we see Vagar's head just pop up. Be like, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's just a little bitch dragon, and then goes back down, right? And then Lucerius walks in. Uh, obviously, Amund is there, and he he ha- he hands it. He hands it the scroll to one of the guards, uh, Barath, which I thought was Robert Baratheon. Dude looked exactly like him, <laughs> same fat and haircut, and. He he couldn't read, so he calls for a maester. The maester reads it. Well, he's like, well, I'm not gonna like you expect me. I'm not your mother's dog. I'm she's gonna come. I'm gonna come to her aid when she whistles. Like so, at least they're offering me a marriage to one of my daughters, like a high marriage. Like what can you offer? Can you marry? He's like, sorry, I'm already be a promise to someone. And one of his lines I really liked uh, yeah. the Baratheon kings. He was like, you come here offering me nothing and demand that I stay true to stale oaths. I love that he said stale oaths. Like, yeah. He's like, that's like old news. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, where's my money? Where's my wife's yeah, husband's yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it's good and shit. Then, and then you send this little pup to try to convince Yeah, him, like, that's what yeah. he called him, a little pup. Yo, uh, and the way when he walked, first of all, when when he's when like the lightning strikes and you see Vagar just kind of like raise yeah. his head for a second in the distance that was like i i heard someone compare it to the world serpent from god of war <laughs> like nice. just kind of opening his head for a second and then when he walks inside the castle itself you see Eamon is already kind of like putting the moves on his new wife <laughs> like he's just yeah. he's got all this like evil swag just standing there no, right, right, right. so yeah. so there then there's like a then Eamon just can't help it right he's got to pick on this kid and he starts he calls him strong he he does all this shit and then he's like you're going to give me an eye and uh, he so throws uh, his dagger <laughs> yeah he's like you're going to give me an eye i'm not going to take both of you i'm not going to blind you and he takes off his patch there's like a sapphire in there what a six fucking stone he's got too um, awesome. so so a couple of things so i was watching a video on like that scene and like how it was portrayed in the books uh, so apparently, uh, Amon does that a lot. What, he has the patch when he's in court and in the thing, but whenever he fights, he takes off the patch because it's intimidating. Um, that's 100%. one thing. Uh, two, apparently, uh, Lucerius had talked shit back or something like that. And then Amon got. You're one eyed even- bitch, Amon. <laughs> 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 and apparently uh in the books which they didn't do this here and if they did it would have been phenomenal but in the books the wife that he was uh promised or like he was gonna marry start talking shit to Amon. she was like wait do you uh he's like he took one of your eyes did he also take your balls or some shit oh, like that shit. like she they started going at him and that's what really pissed him off and you know led to the led to him chasing him with the dragons and as you see here so what happens is um he was about to start a fight Amond, and baratheon was like no not in my hall where i'm we're, i'm not spilling blood in my house and we're not doing this to an um what, what are they called uh envoy is is there an messenger envoy ca- capacity yeah. which is just yeah. just the messenger you don't kill the messenger yeah. um so what happens is uh Lucerius leaves on his dragon, and w- what I thought was interesting was the conversation he had with his dragon before he left, because we never got to, we never saw this before. He was like, "Relax, uh, Varix, like obey me, Varix," mm-hmm. and like he was like talking to his dragon, 
And I was like, I thought that was interesting. And you find out later why he said that. <laughs> <laughs> and Very I good just, foreshadowing there, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. And I was like, all right. So he leaves. And then you you start hearing Amon laughing in the clouds, <laughs> like chasing him. And as you see on your screen right here, if you're, if you're not watching on YouTube, go check this out. But it's a still from the show where you see the size difference between, between Vagar and Varex, and it was one of the most amazing shots they did in this. Vagar is in the clouds, lightning strikes, he gets lit up his shadow, and you see like the difference between the sizes of the dragons. And wow, it's just amazing. It's like you a know, private we've, plane we've compared to a commercial jet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've seen this shot so many times with um with a camera pointing down at an ocean. Yes. Where you see like Godzilla or you see like uh, the kaiju like in Pacific mm -hmm. Rim or something. And and I love that this is flipping that on its head and you're looking up and you see this fucking beast in the clouds. Yeah. And it, it was and the tension before you see him, there was a solid like minute yeah. of him just flying through the storm. And you don't see the dragon. Yeah. yeah and you're like, oh, God, it's coming in. <laughs> yeah. Like you're so scared for him. And when they're fighting at a point, I was like, oh, man, is he going to get away with this like quickness? You know? Yeah, so and, and he was he doing that. This kid was not a bitch. He had. No. He was like, "We're gonna get out of this." I, like, yep. do you turn now? Like, oh my yeah. god, he was. He was very, very brave. And he was doing his shit, and then he he understood that his dragon was smaller, faster, and can maneuver better. Yeah, and that's why he put his dragon through that. Uh, that um, what is the, what is that called? Like Air, a valley? Airbender versus fire. <laughs> yeah yeah that valley in between mountains mm -hmm. or whatever it was tight vagar couldn't go so he had to go up he went through and then he almost escaped but then his dragon was like nah i ain't a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so he turned around and spit some hot fire at vagar like his name was dylan right <laughs> and vagar was like who's this little fly like trying to come at me and then both of them were struggling to control their dragons. Their dragons at that point, they're like, nah, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Now this is dragon fighting territory. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting also to see this because they mentioned this, I think, in the last episode. It's like, we don't want to involve dragons. Like, that's yeah. not the best case scenario. Like, involving the dragons is going to be bad. Let's yeah. just right? say that, that the uh, dragons, <laughs> the dragons for anybody who catches this reference, they kind of had a dragon moment. Yeah. For anybody who didn't understand that reference, go watch Boondocks. Yes, I'm um, so good. I got it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So, so what happened was, um, so Varric spits fire at Vagar's face, does nothing, and then he yeah. and he dips, and then. Uh, Lucerius takes his dragon above the storm. And then he's like, oh shit, I think I got away. And then Vagar just Yo. pops out of the side, out of nowhere, and just fucking eats Varix and Lucerius. Like, he literally chops them in, like, a couple one, of pieces. One chop. One it's bite. like he popped a chicken just... nugget in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, one it was wild. <laughs> Dude, I was, was I was like, such please a crazy don't, scene. don't show me the clear sky moment. Please don't show me the clear sky moment. Because it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys, you guys have talked about the Matrix before. I know you hate the Matrix. <laughs> but in the last Matrix, they go out of the, they go out of the storm and up into this like beautiful, 
like sunny clear sky for one moment before like descending into hell so it is like the one clear sky moment where i'm like now he's fucked he's dead and then he just comes <laughs> in and gets that yeah. bite <laughs> oh my god oh man and that chunk's just, just falling through the sky oh, it was such an amazing scene such an amazing sequence they did a great job with this like you don't have to spend three quarters of a billion dollars to make you know something good like this you know what i'm saying i love these <clears throat> burns <laughs> but you could see Eamon, like, looking back, like, oh, his, shit, oh, shit. His, oh, he's like, I like, fucked oh. up. He's fucked like, up I bad. fucked up big. I just love that, like, uh, the whole lead up to this, when he's when he's in the, the king's court um, at the Baratheon castle, like, yeah. Eamon came off as such, uh, like, menacing, overpowering threat. He's older than him. He's a better fighter than him. Mm-hmm. He's, like, taller than him, scarier than him. And, like, once, once this dragon... Yeah, but but once these dragons like get to business, you just see that these yeah. are just like two scared boys that are like strapped yep. along for the ride. Yes, and they're like, yes. oh god, like like after after he eats the 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 boy. Yeah, exactly. Eamon's face. He's like, fuck. Yeah, because he was like, he didn't mean he didn't want to kill him. He just wanted yeah. to fuck with him and scare him, like he, like they fucked with him when he was a kid. Exactly. And the funny thing is, is like neither of them could control the dragon, even though. Uh, Aemon was older and tougher and can do all the shit. He still couldn't control Vagar better than uh, Lucerius was controlling Varrocks. Yeah. Um, which was again a foreshadowing when Varrocks was uh, when Lucerius was like, "Obey me, Varrocks. Like, calm down. Like, obey me. Let's fly." And um, yeah, he even yeah, told him to focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't focus. He was like, he tried to, you know, he tried to do too much and. Uh, he flew too close to the sun. But my God, um, that was an amazing sequence and an amazing scene. And this is what um, Eamon's face looked like at the end of that. He was oh, like, shit. He was like, fuck. He's like, I fucked up hard. I, He's like, I just keep thinking of um, of the first Scream movie where it's like, um, not not Bill, but not Billy, but Stu. It's like at the end where he's like, my parents are going to be so mad at me. Like, <laughs> that's what I see right now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like if the war hadn't, like, this is literally what's going to start the war, right? Like, Rhaenyra yeah. was like, I'm a hold back, I'm a hold back, I'm a hold back. Yeah. Now you took her kid and it's like, just going to be. You ate my son? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk could, about that final could... shot. Yeah, that final shot where she turns so, around. You can see in her face. It's just like, nope, What it's a over. beautiful Let's shot. Let's out the I big wanted, guns. <laughs> I'm almost curious how Damon found out. I was, that... I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, how did they find out? So I saw – I was listening to some other podcasts about this, and one of the takes that someone had was like, oh, I wonder if just Eamon came out publicly and told – and I don't even – I'm like, where would he even find the time for that? Where would this be announced? I don't think that's what happened. My yeah. personal read on this is that Dragon Chunks fell on King Baratheon's like, house. And he was oh, like, okay. oh, shit. And he's like, all right, <laughs> I need to make sure everyone knows I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. And I'm going to tell. That yeah, because like, he's sense. like – yeah, I think, I think the Baratheons told them. And it was also like you could tell they had been waiting for a while. And I, I th- it was – was Jocerys back? No, by that point he we hadn't yet. we hadn't seen that yet. So in in season two, we're gonna see because there's gonna be. So I saw like Jaserius is gonna have uh, important interactions at the Starks. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna be seeing that in season two. Her um, I just want uh want to say this one thing I like read about the final shot of the series when 
the camera is behind both Damon yeah, and Renera. Yeah, and he's like kind of walking toward her in slow motion. And for such a long time, you only see her back. You can only like imagine what she's like processing right now. And you even see her head kind of like, like it tilts, like this kind yeah. of like pain and like anguish in her, and like rage is like coming out. And she turns. You were talking about dragon moments. Like now, her dragon moment is like yeah. coming out. She had all this restraint, and now like that face that she gives the camera is like, wait for yeah. season two, bitch. <clears throat> yeah. And um, the I, the thing I read was that. That whole sequence and the way it was choreographed was actually Matt, uh, what's his name, Matt Smith's recommendation oh, while they were really? filming. Oh, a, he goes, what? A- yeah, he goes, uh, uh, Damon, Damon, Damon yeah. yeah. Damon's like, what if we film this from behind and come up in slow motion on it? And he apparently they also credit. This was the writers themselves giving him credit for that. They also gave him credit for coming up with the picking up the crown for Viserys. Mm-hmm. And helping him up the steps, I was like, this "Oh, that's dude cool!" Knows yeah. what the fuck he's doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's making Damon yeah, like man. even cooler. Yeah, that's, that's well. Dexter's awesome. New Blood. We, if you guys want to check out, we did that a long time ago. We did reviews on it. Jennifer Carpenter suggested like this one scene where she was talking to Dexter, uh, and it was just like, "Oh yeah, what if I was holding his hand while he was dying and stuff like that?" And like that wasn't part of the script. She was just like, "This makes the most sense." And then she lets go. It was like a whole thing. It's like a lot of times the actors do have solid input they get it yeah they get like you know? they have to live as these characters for exactly a bit. They're gonna so they know what the character <laughs> would do in that moment yeah. yeah but one thing i forgot to mention was uh when damon was singing to uh king jaharis's dragon um so damon had mentioned <laughs> there was other dragons uh in Still dragon wild. uh dragon mount um no i think <laughs> they they live like the dragons just live in that like and they're the unclaimed, keep. right? Yeah, they're unclaimed. They don't have sorry, riders. Sorry. And he he this dragon apparently was like also big and like ferocious and stuff like that. And it's yeah, terrifying. so he went. <laughs> yeah, I forgot amazing. the name. It's it starts with a V. It's like uh, Victor. Uh, <laughs> Vince. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Vindies. It's like it's like Verm Vermuroth or something like that. Vermurothers. It's crazy You're like that, to say but. Vermouth, but okay. Um. <laughs> And I that scene was really cool the way he was singing. It's just like Damon. You think he looks scared, but he doesn't. Like it's so weird how he does that, and it's like really interesting. When he was talking to Dragon, he's just like kind of going down, but like staring it right in its eye. It's amazing how mysterious your emotions are when you shave your eyebrows off. It's very distracting. As I'm watching, I was like, "This man really just doesn't have eyebrows." Like that would that would be recurring. What is he thinking? I don't know. I can't read his eyes. I didn't even notice that. Really? (laughs) I was just like, "Damn, he looks really good." Doesn't have eyebrows. If you gave him eyebrows, it'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, I get his character." Like, oh okay, he's not scared. (laughs) It's like. That makes so much sense. Why he could give those looks and they look the way they did. No eyebrows. God that. damn. Like, yeah. He pulled the cane. Secret God weapon. No. Oh, shit. Maybe he'll I have be a question about... Next. Yeah. I, have a, I wonder what, what you guys thought of his one moment um, in the war room with Renera when he just suddenly choked her. What oh, yes. Guys's... I wanted to bring that up. What's your read on that? That was an interesting moment because I, I want to see how Renera acts with that in the new in the new season how Rhaenyra's gonna um I mean I think I feel like she she like nipped it in the butt right there like she belittled him like with a sentence like it was kind of like she was like you don't even know like, oh yeah, yeah. you know like the, she yeah, yeah she's like, she like oh my god like you don't you don't even like he didn't even tell you yeah but but I was shocked that he 
that he that he like went for her throat like that because yeah. so this is just to give a context she's like she's like i'm i'm not gonna go to like first he showed that he was he was upset that she's not yeah. being more aggressive and then she's like clear the room and then it's just her and him and she's like i'm not doing this for my own personal gain or for my own bloodlust like i have a people and a land to protect like and she's From like the for north, the, yeah. yeah and she's like for a dream yeah you like, like you know the dream and like the the war that's coming and I think that's right when he, he grabbed her and he said something along the lines of like, dreams don't win wars like dragons do. And th- my read on that, I guess, because I'm still a little confused on it. I'm like, is, maybe he's noticing that that kind of dream speak and that kind of idealistic speak of Viserys that made him so angry with mm-hmm. Viserys because he was a, such a passive king. Yeah. And, and he wants to be true Targaryen. And he's like, I'm not going to let Rhaenyra also speak this way. And yeah. so, like, it's this kind of, like, anger, like, at her, like, that you're speaking this way. Um, yeah, it's funny. I guess if he knew that it was the dream of Aegon the Conqueror, the one that he dreamt this prophecy, that it would be different. But, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't told. Yeah, no, he wasn't. And there was, um, yeah. Well, yeah she's like, going to have to get him for that. Because, like, you don't do that shit with Renera now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I want to see yeah. her reaction to it in the second season. But Yeah, me too. Me too. L- um, let's wrap this uh, review up for uh, House of the Dragon. Um, I think we've said it all. I think we've said how how much we've all like enjoyed this uh, prequel series, and um, you know this is how you stay true to the to the writing. This is and if you make changes, you make it for the better, and and you do it out of the love for the the um, like the source material. And you can create a show and a prequel such as this. Now, I, I Dan has said many times we don't need prequels. Like you, you don't, you don't need it, right? And this is, and after watching the Rings of Power, I've understood Dan's sentiment. Because when when a prequel isn't done right, it, it does feel like that. Like with this prequel, it's like I we didn't need it, but I'm glad we got it. I'm so happy we got it. With with the Rings of Power, it's like, fuck, man, this could have been so good. And damn, they just dropped the ball hard. They really did, and it was very disappointing. Um, but um, let's jump into the Rings of Power. What do you guys think? I, re- I guess I already said what I thought. Um, the show wasn't that great for me. Uh, there was a lot of disappointing moments. Maybe the second season now they plan five seasons for this show already. Maybe the second seasons will pick up and it it'll be much better learning from their mistakes here. But for a show to have spent seven hundred and fifty million dollars, um, which is like three times the budget probably of like I think the Avengers movie. Um, I don't even know, right? Because yeah. I think the it's Avengers the they spent like three hundred million, right? Mostly they that's how much they spend on these movies, but. Um, like they spent seven hundred fifty million dollars on eight hours of content that were not that great, and don't get me wrong, the visuals and this and like they did a lot of practical effects. Like um, they didn't do much CGI, and with the CGI that they did do, they used this new technology, which made everything look better. But at the end of the day, the story wasn't there, um, and that's what we go for. It's the it's the mythology. It's the story. Um, so that's me uh dan uh, since you saw it why why don't you give us uh your thoughts i man like you said 
with the amount of resources they had, it was just such a mediocre show. Like majority of the story arcs and the main characters are just flat. Like I didn't really care. And uh, I honestly, throughout the whole season, I really didn't care. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't until like the last episode when I was like, okay, maybe I see some potential here. So I uh, honestly, I feel like they should have just started at the last episode. <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right. Uh, Rusty, why don't you give us your thoughts on what you've seen? Yeah. So just to like, preface this i i wanted to give it a fair shot i was excited at first to see what they did with that kind of money and the shots look cool in the trailers and stuff i ended up making it uh, i want to say two and a half episodes right around like middle of episode three i was like no this isn't going to get better um (laughs) and um yeah i I, really for me it comes down to more than you were saying what made house of the dragon so good was like like the writers being so dedicated to the story and the source material more than that honestly it's like they're dedicated to these characters right mm-hmm. they're, they're so dedicated to these characters and their motivations and their actions and like that's what's carrying it more than anything and and lord of the rings has all the source material you could want mm-hmm. but probably like more than even game of thrones and that source material doesn't do shit if you don't have characters that you're invested in and you're like bringing to the screen in a beautiful way that like we can get emotionally attached to and i wanted to and they they for me they didn't accomplish that and then even further than that i'm i've seen like even the people who criticize the storytelling of the show they have nothing but like praise for the visuals of the show i I think Mm -hmm. i'm even harsher um i see the money on screen but i don't see beauty on screen i think it's easy to like go crazy with like you have amazing camera lenses you have amazing like widescreen vistas and shots and cg but i don't think the art uh style is there i don't think the art direction is there so it's not like i'm getting hit in the head with like saturated beautiful shots but i don't even they're not memorable and they're not impactful to me the way the visuals from house of the dragon was so i think both like storytelling and visuals it just fell short compared to house of the dragon for sure Mm-hmm. There's just like no passion or depth. There's just mm-hmm. like stuff happening on screen. <laughs> yeah, um, it's money. It's money being thrown at the screen, yeah, but no, yeah, no, no passion. Yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, let us know yeah. what you think. Aslam, give me the one. Give me the big screen. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Let's go! Let's go, baby! Are you about to shit on the Matrix again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, I have the special extended edition DVDs that's like literally half a day. It's like 12 hours. I was even okay with The Hobbit. I enjoyed The Hobbit. I've rewatched all these things multiple times. And my God, when I say they just dropped the ball, I mean, mm. Rings of Power was just so not interesting. I've never seen anything more not interesting. You know, it's like when you go to a dentist's office and you have to wait, and you're like, let me look at these magazines, but you don't want to. You just sit there in silence, you stare at the wall, wait for somebody to drill into your teeth. I'd rather do that than watch this goddamn show. I want to just mention that I think that Atlanta season four is such a great show. It's been, it's not quite as good as season three, but it is still very entertaining. Um, I like it. Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, they've done a great job, and I recommend everybody watch that instead of this goddamn, you know, trash fire, wherever the fuck. Good it's shit. Was. I gotta, I gotta get on that so show. There you go. Always heard good things about Atlanta. My goodness. Uh, I like that I, he I takes his time rants, to. Bro. I love your yeah. rants. 
<laughs> I like that you but dedicate with... the rest of your time to a show that deserves it. I appreciate yeah, it. absolutely. I've produced this before <laughs> on the show. With, um, with that said, man, um, oh, also I, I didn't I finish ho- the season. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I really hope they can they can turn it around. And going off of what Rusty said, I think uh, you're you're 100% right about the characters, and it's not for the lack of the characters; it's for the lack of the writing for the characters, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't put like these characters are definitely worth my time. Like Elrond, Galadriel, um, maybe some of the other humans and elves as well. They can definitely be some of the most interesting characters because we got to see glimpses of them in Lord of the Rings. We know how amazing Elrond is. Like, my God. But, like, I would have loved to see Elrond's growth to that super wise um, Elrond that Mm -hmm. we see in Lord of the Rings, right? I want to see uh, Galadriel's growth. I want to see why Galadriel can fucking turn kind of evil. I'm sorry, you're pronouncing it wrong. It's Galadriel. Okay. Yeah, all right, that's cool, bro. Never Listen, shut up every time, every time I'm about to say, it, you can say that because I don't think I can do it. <laughs> that's a bit that you have to commit to, Rusty. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's like every time I'm trying to say her name, you gotta say it. Say what name? I'm sorry, just... Aslam. Can you go? Well, Galadriel. Galadriel. <laughs> yeah. So I I think like these characters. Also, I think this season shouldn't have been what it was. To me, I think it would have been better because they kind of like kind of brushed over Morgoth real quick in the first episode. Like this whole season should could have been like just them, like the the end fight with Morgoth. Like they could have been just fighting Morgoth, killed him, and then kind of like shit. Like where the hell did Sauron go? You know what I mean? And then you start the next season with, like, maybe a little bit of Search of Sauron. They got the rings, and then you keep going. But, like, this whole... There was so much shit that wasn't needed to be in there. Or if it was needed to be in there, my God, you guys did it wrong. <clears throat> so I would have yeah. left to see more of Morgoth. It's not like you're going to make this prequel, and then, like, 10 years later, we're going to have another prequel just so we can see Morgoth. Like, this was the time to do it. Um, so... And from what everything, I read, sorry, I was just gonna say everything worth happening happened at the last episode. Like I want to see more of Elrond and Durin and and yeah. uh, finding more of that Mithril and the way they open, they like awaken that fire demon. I'm waiting for that to like blow up in the next season. See where that goes. Uh, I, I like the what they they woke they awoke. Not, a it's, not, it's not Balrog. It's like a fire oh, demon no. thing. When did they do this? I don't remember this. You remember, like they uh, were digging the hole, and then the the king came out and stopped them. Mm-hmm. And then the king like threw a little paper, and it flew into the crack, and it flew all the way down. There was a fire demon that like woke up at the end of that episode. Oh, I did not even notice that. No, I'll have yeah. To go back and watch no, that, yeah. But... Watch that. Shit. <laughs> I, I thought I read it was both. that. Ha- that it was at the end of the the second the second la- to last. I think uh, it is because episode. there was an episode where they explain how Balrog and this other elf fought, and that's how the Mithril was created, like the light, like yeah, but. And I, and I love that the last episode they actually got into like uh, oh who's Sauron you know they yeah. finally were digging into that that like the main like story arc and like they kind of like misled us with uh, I think his name was Ishtar the the stranger no. so so let me explain what happened um, so these the three like witches or whatever the ones that were wearing white they were looking for Sauron and they find the stranger and they're like oh it's you you're Sauron. And then they start, like, fighting. He's resisting, whatever. Then the Harfords come in. They help him. 
and then and then they like he takes one of their staffs and he's like um no i'm good and then he kind of banishes them when he banishes them back to the dark they kind of go into this like you get to see their true form which was similar to what the wraiths or what, what i forgot what they're called the mm-hmm. uh the huh the ring wraiths yeah yeah, the ring wraiths. Uh, what they look like when Frodo puts on the ring, like they're mm-hmm. white and skeleton. So that's what yeah. they look like. <clears throat> and then so now I think everybody's like, oh, that is um, uh, that is uh, Gandalf. But we don't get a confirmation. So what happens is um, they called him an Ishtar or Isitar or whatever, the, the, how you pronounced it. <clears throat> that doesn't, huh? Nothing. I said that sounds like a racial slur. Um, what that, that is the type of being he is, right? Like the angel of that world, right? The wizards. Um, but we don't get a confirmation that he is Gandalf the Grey, right? I think there, that's a misleading. And and I did see a video and like what they were talking about is like, they think he's one of the blues and because, um, (laughs) what are blues? So, so. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Dan. You you know this better. Um, um so there's a couple <clears throat> of like different wizards. Like we know about Gandalf the Grey, Saruman the White, Radagast the Brown, and then there's the two blues. There's two other uh, wizards out there that are blues. We just don't know nothing about them. There, honestly, uh, I think uh, J.R.R. Tolkien like passed away before really diving into it. So we just know that they exist. We don't know anything about them. Though. Okay. What about the fact that he said the same line that Gandalf says in one of the movies? Uh, which one? Um, I think it was. I think it was like always follow your nose, something like that. So it's a. Line. It could be, and I think they could be using these things to mislead people just so they can keep them watching. Yeah, um, for me, what it comes down to, like what you guys are talking about, with like, oh, maybe he's Gandalf, maybe this one's Sauron, maybe that one's Sauron. Like, I, I kind of kept up the tabs on on the episodes week after week, just reading um, articles about it or like people's reactions to it, and I just saw that like the main discussion uh, revolving around this show was like who is who like they, yeah. it, everyone's just excited to see like is is this this is yeah. this character so we so spoilers um oh, yeah. we find out who sauron is at the end right sauron was uh, since sauron we know of is a shapeshifter he is uh halbrand um the character halbrand he reveals yeah. himself as sauron was that the one that was on the boat with galadriel yes mm-hmm. yeah, galadriel. Saved, saved her after she jumped off uh yeah, I'm an American, and we say Galadriel. <laughs> she says Galadriel. <laughs> She's uh, an American too, but I guess she so, says Galadriel. Yeah, so. but yeah, like in that last episode, like like I like I originally was saying how they like misled us and to be like, oh, he's Sauron, and then you're kind of thinking like, wait, so who is Sauron? And like you're, I don't know. I was just like, is it this guy? Is this guy? And then uh, at the end, they really showed who was Sauron. I was like, oh, and like it was actually. I was actually entertained on that last episode, okay. but like the rest of the season, I was just like, ah, terrible. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Sauron is Halbrand. He's a shapeshifter. Um, and we don't know if that is um, either Gandalf the Grey or it will be one of the blue uh, wizards. It's Billy um, the Blue. So Can't there was another see. thing why it's, they it's think brown. It's, it's the one of the blue wizards is because he was going towards the east and like some for some reason Gandalf said he doesn't go to the east or something. He don't like fuck that. with the east side. 
Yeah, you don't fuck with the east side. No, if I if you I had to wear, put money on it, those gang, colors over there. Gang shit. <laughs> yeah, if I had to blues, put money you know on it, it's, exactly. it's going to be Gandalf because they want they want those big names to register with their audience, yeah. and they think people are going to watch. If it's Gandalf, people will get excited, and and that's it. Yeah. So they're still keeping it a mystery of like who this is, and um, they kind of almost did like a a two reveals is because like the sisters came and they're like you're sauron but you they put like a, a spell on you and you forget and we'll help you remember and you're like oh shit okay and then at the end of that uh, little sequence you're like no he's good and banishes them blah 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 and you're like okay so maybe he is actually gandalf and then you get to see and then you go back and you see that halbrand is sauron he actually says it to uh rusty yeah. Oh, Galadriel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Galadriel. It just goes over to Rusty. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that happened, and I Can don't know. Talk about how Galadriel, Galadriel, is the original Karen of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she has the, the most Karen energy. Speaking of strong female um, uh, characters, House of Dragons, Rhaenyra, Rhaenys, uh, Alicent. All strong Everyone. female they would characters. All slap the shit out of <laughs> and then you have Galadriel. But the shit that drives me crazy is like in the first episode where like she has like all these elite warriors with her and then like she's the one had to take down that that ogre single handedly by herself yeah. instead of just you know it's, it's just so it's an weird. action scene. It didn't look good. It looked like yeah. CGI and a yeah. person standing there and doing like a little spin. I, I don't know. It was just it, it was what it was, but like why portrayed that way just i understand you can have strong female characters you can they don't have to be the strongest fighter you can show their strength in other ways yeah. like she could have been like this the best there is because of her her wit her uh strategic mind her knowledge you know what i mean like oh you can kill him by doing this this and that and like she starts barking orders and like they get into formation and properly take the shit down that would have been a way more badass scene than the fucking little twirl that she did like she's you know already I mean? established in Lord of the Rings as like yeah. one of the most like wises like badass group. like she's so mysterious it's like oh she must be this epic person so when you find yeah. out Rings of Power oh she's one of the main characters I can't wait to see what she's gonna do and there she is she's doing a little twirl her team turns her back I was like listen we don't want to go anymore she's like please you crazy like, no. she's bitch. like okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they're like really? you crazy like, this is yeah. Oh, man. And then she goes back with them. She doesn't even continue yeah. her quest. She's just exactly. Like, At first, I was like, oh, so she's going to be by herself. Nope. She's she just running like, around. It's like, I'm trying right. to find this graffiti artist who's putting the symbol everywhere. <laughs> That's all she's doing. Can we talk about the absolutely ridiculous way that these elves choose to travel in boats? What do you mean? What are they going to travel? Just standing there for just like... standing perfectly. <laughs> 12 hours. Oh, right, right, right. right. Galindor? Uh, Galindor? Okay. I was like, what do you... How else, how else are they going to travel? They showed, it for, they showed yeah. it for like a solid minute. It cuts to somewhere else in the episode. They come back. They're still just... <laughs> wait. They're like, the camera's it. coming back. Get information. Get information. You see one of them's just like struggling. He's just like, I wore the wrong shoes today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just silly shit. It, none, none of it feels like us. Some of the dialogue no. was really stupid, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like after the first episode came out, like I saw nothing but memes making fun of what her brother told her. Um, oh, the sun and the light and the ups yeah. and waters and downs. Shut up. Yeah, that please. shit was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
one so I only made it like four four and a half, maybe five episodes in, to be honest. And they kept coming back to that one kid who kept going into the barn grabbing that sword with Sauron's mark on it. And I every goddamn time I forgot this kid existed. What every single like time. Him. And it's always the same scene. It's always him going back into the barn and grabbing the sword for five episodes. He would go to that same <laughs> that barn. Face, grab that the face and that bowl sword. cut. It was rough to look at, dude. <laughs> Very the rough. whole time I was just like, "Are they trying to make him into like Boba Fett? Like, is he supposed oh, to?" Be can him? I show like, you guys something? Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna show that you that. this ridiculous photo shoot they did. Oh God. Uh, where is it? Another where is word it? for Ringwraith is Nazgul. By the way. Yep, Nazgul. Oh, damn. You're a Nazgul. I'm a fan of the series, just not this fucking show. Ugh. Actually, I like Durin. Speaking of him, just oh like yeah, him. no, I'm I'm not trying to show Duran. One second, I like Duran as like a as like a Disney Plus show character. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. Look, 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 look at this, look at this fucking nonsense they did. Uh, Are these the, the actors with their characters? Yeah, they're like they're like. Uh, oh, it's like their fall fashion yeah. catalog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro, look at oh this my shit. God, <laughs> wait, no. wait, wait until you see this one. <laughs> Bro, what? What's Sorry, Eric yo, doing up there? Just... That looks like that looks like Dennis from that looks like Dennis from Always Sunny. Wait, oh there's more. God. There's more. Hold on. Yo, if oh. you guys are not watching the YouTube version or watching us live on Look Twitch, you are missing uh, out. Yo, I saw this and I was like, I have to share this on the podcast. This is shitty. Couch. Does anybody else see Neil Patrick Harris when uh, they look at Elrond? <laughs> Yes. Oh, sick New Balance. I didn't even that. think about that. Yeah, <laughs> he does kind of look like him. Yeah. Yeah. This dude really is rocking New Balances in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> look at this. This is all terrain. Oh, this Bro, is so what stupid. is happening? Ooh. Oh, that's right. Oh, hey, that's before we kid. before we forget, Isildur is a bitch. Hundred percent. You see, like that. I think that's the episode where I fell off. Like they mentioned Isildur's name, and I'm like, oh, I know him. They I was like, I, oh cool my god, Isildur, fuck you, let's yeah, let's go. And, then and he's like, I don't want to be on a boat. I'm like, fuck this show, I'm done. <laughs> Yo, look at this guy's suit. Like it, it's just it boggles my mind, man. Like the color, like everything that's happening in these photos Yo, is just the like, amount, the amount oh, of hey, advertising. This that this show pushed out. I don't know if you guys noticed, like like the Amazon packages I was ordering yep. had rings of power all over it. Yep. I'm sure you guys have seen some of that. The craziest thing, I use Adobe Creative Cloud every day for work. Mm-hmm. Do you guys yeah. use Adobe regularly? <laughs> no. Look at this That's shit. love. Hang on, you... hang on. Scroll down. St- don't show his face. What? Tell me that's not the fucking Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They updated Bro, Adobe Photoshop, funny. Illustrator, InDesign, and the, the starting window when you open those programs is all the characters from the fucking Rings of Power. I didn't wow. ask for that. <laughs> Don't put this shit on my screen. For like yeah. a month, I had to look at that. It was insane. You it's know they wild. had to pay so much money. Cause that's like Adobe. You have to get them to like do your show. They're just, they're just flaunting their money everywhere. percent. But that's it for our reviews for the Battle of the Prequels. We obviously know who won the battle of the prequels. It's it's it's, n- it's not even a contest, like Dan said. So, um, let's jump into some news, guys. Uh, so, welcome everyone to a podcast within a podcast. We're gonna do <laughs> some Powerbomb Weekly. We're gonna talk about what's going on in the world of wrestling news and rumors. Yes, sir. Uh, 
So, Aslan, whenever you're ready, I'll take that first uh, story so I can talk on it. Warner Brothers Discovery wants long-term deal with AEW. So I've talked about this a little bit where um, Warner Brothers Discovery saw AEW and were like, hey, they're doing a lot of uh, good stuff. They're getting a lot of views. We're trying to see if we can get them to do more for us. Um, that's where a lot of views are coming in because, you know, the movies are lacking, apparently. So AEW is something that uh, that's bringing in viewers. Now, um, what they're doing is I was reading in the same article right here, which uh, let me get the name real quick. This was Wrestle Talk, written by True Heel SP3. Um, in this same exact article, they talk a little bit about how they're going to try to present TNT as more of a sports centric like channel, and they're going to try to make AEW fit more into the sports category as opposed to an entertainment category, which is makes a lot of sense when do you look at something like WWE, which is portrayed as sports entertainment aw tries to distance themselves they don't call themselves sports entertainers they are wrestlers mm -hmm. and they try to view wrestling as a sport even though you know we know the ins and outs of what's going on for the most part um so it is looking like it's something that they really want to do and they want to try to have like a very good like standing with aew it looks like the previous deal that warner brothers had with aew is very one-sided and it only benefited aew it didn't really benefit uh warner so now it looks like Warner Brothers Discovery is like, all right, let's see if we can find something that's more on even ground and we can utilize AEW to grow ourselves as well. So it's 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 good to see if they see AEW in that light, especially since it's still a fairly new company. Um, but, you know, hopefully, uh, if you want to move to the next one, hopefully we get to see AEW new shows and stuff come about and they get a little bit more sponsoring from Warner Brothers. That'd be great. Um, now, that's the first story. Now, this is just the main story. This is the rest of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, so a little while ago, I talked about how there was a, a backstage fight, uh, a real fight, um, at the end of the all-out pay-per-view between CM Punk um, and the Elite and a few other various people. Uh, so this article, it's a little bit old, um, also by WrestleTalk, written by Andy Datsun. Andy Datsun. Um, Looks like AEW is trying not to bring back CM Punk. CM Punk, uh, he said some stuff after the press conference where he went ahead and he shitted on the entire elite, who are the executive vice presidents, um, being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. He talked shit about Hangman Adam Page, who's one of the biggest fan favorites in the company. Um, he just kind of just talked shit about people in general, uh, which sucks because CM Punk, phenomenal wrestler, beloved by the fans. He was gone from wrestling. He came back. It was one of the most monumental moments in all of pro wrestling history. So him doing all that stuff, starting a fight, everybody involved gets suspended. Ace Steel, I believe that was his name, gets fired, who was uh, on the side of CM Punk, who went ahead and pulled Kenny Omega's hair and bit him. Um, and now you have looking like Punk is in uh, rumors are he's not supposed to be coming back. That's let me move to the next one. Supposedly, Tony Khan is willing to buy out CM Punk's contract just so he doesn't come back and they don't have to deal with the quote-unquote headache that is CM Punk at this point. Um, which sucks, because CM Punk's one of my all-time favorites. Anybody who knows me knows I've always been a fan of CM Punk. So here's another article where we talk a little bit more on this, uh, written by Connell Rumsey, uh, also on WrestleTalk, where apparently it's not just Tony Khan and stuff like that. It looks like a lot of the you know, the, the wrestlers and everybody, they're kind of just like, you know what? We're good. We don't want Punk back. Um, which sucks, man, because Punk has only been back for a year, literally one year, and he's had one of the best one-year runs I've ever seen from his comeback to winning the title to dropping it and all the matches he's had in between, the feuds with MJF. Just 
he's been on fire. Like that has to be one of the best like single year performances I've ever seen in wrestling. And he's doing it after being retired for what, seven years. And he's like, he hasn't done it in a while. He had to get back into like the groove of things and he killed it, man. Like he did an amazing job, but it's looking like a lot of people are just like, you know what, man, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with this no more. It's just too much bad blood. There's been a lot of backstage uh, politicking, a lot of stuff. That's it sucks. Cause you see AEW before was such a happy place. And then, Sadly, around the time Punk came in, things have kind of just dwindled in terms of, uh, you know, uh, not rapport, but um, just like standing and stuff. That's long if you want to move to the next one as well. Um, so hopefully uh, they try to figure something out. It sucks if Punk goes, but I mean, if it's for the better of AEW and that's what Tony Khan wants, of course, he's the one who's going to go ahead and make that decision. As long if you got the next one right. Isn't this it? Or no. You want this one? Oh, this is the next one. My bad. I didn't realize it. Uh, it's the same picture, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, so, yeah, this one's written by Laura Cood or Cutie. I'm sorry if I don't, know, if I don't say her name correctly. Um, so it looks like uh, we're pretty much at the point where it's like it's looking like this is going to be settled. There isn't going to be a CM Punk anymore. Um, it looks like things should be wrapped up. We still don't know officially. We will find out in the near future if uh, Punk is going to be back or not. But as of right now, it looks like this is all going to be uh, wrapped up, the investigation at least, and it all seems like they're CM Punk ain't going to be coming back. There were rumors that he'd go back to WWE. But that being I was said, just about to ask that. Do you think yeah, he moves so, to WWE now? So he had a lot of issues with WWE, and he didn't want to be there. Now, that was a lot of people, and then Vince McMahon had his issues, and now Triple H is in charge, right? So mm-hmm. everyone's like, okay, would Punk want to be back? The interesting thing about Punk is he had more issues with Triple H than he ever did with Vince. (laughs) (laughs) So now that Triple H is running the show, I don't know if Triple H would want Punk. I don't know if there's other wrestlers that would want Punk or if Punk would even want to go back to that company. He might have a bad taste in his mouth still because of that. But uh, famously, Triple H did once say say on TV, it's like, you know, you like to go out here and run your mouth and you try to do all this stuff, but at the end of the day, you're backstage trying to stab people in the back. You're doing all these backstage politics. People don't really know the truth. And people keep on bringing this up now nowadays years mm. later where they're like shit was Triple H telling the truth we don't know oh, of that's course. interesting um okay. and that's if you want to just do the last one there this is the last one there should be one more after this this is the fifth one all there right this one. Oh, is this the same one no, there's one more yeah, with a different is... picture sorry one second you're all good i must have done so, the same one that's all good so with this one um so with this being uh said with everything going on with punk he did recently say something on twitter so we're just like oh my god okay is it happening um he has something to say he broke the media silence and with that being said punk goes ahead and he tweets first of all this is written by connell rumsey from wrestle talk he tweet he tweets about uh there we go there's a show that's coming out that's written by his wife aj Lee, formerly known as uh you know was what was her name aj no aj, AJ lee was a wrestling oh, name AJ, aj styles is a guy now aj no, no, no. mendez is her real name aj lee was a wrestling name so that's his wife and it's just like everybody's like oh my god punk's gonna say something what's he gonna say and he's just like yeah check out the show my my wife wrote it on. <laughs> uh so there's a new show that's coming out um called blade of the 47 ronin written by uh amy garcia and aj mendez and she's known for doing a lot of writing aj uh mendez formerly i uh, mean known as aj lee in wrestling is actually supposed to be like a really good writer so it seems cool. I think, cool. I think that just came out on Netflix. I yeah, saw just, just yeah, it just came out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's nice, written by her. Nice. 
But yeah, that's what Punk has to say about the issue. <laughs> so we'll, you know, that's all I got for uh, Wrestle, uh, you know, um, what the hell is my show called? Powerbomb Weekly. Powerbomb Weekly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm happy. To but uh, yeah, so that's what it is. I'll, I'll let you guys know um, going forward with what's going to go on with Punk, but it's looking like this is where we're at. All right, let's jump into some entertainment news. All right, so um, House of the Dragon Season 2 will begin filming early 2023 with the season uh, projected to drop at 2024. So it's going to be another year and some months before we see Season 2 of Game of Thrones, which, you know what, take your time, write it out, get it good and ready, and uh, we'll wait as long as it's fucking phenomenal, and I'm sure it will be. Next up, Henry Cavill says he is back at Superman. Um, Henry Cavill confirmed after the um, the post credit scene at Black Adam that he is coming back as Superman for the DCEU, which is fucking phenomenal news. I loved Henry Cavill as Superman for our generation. It's been awesome having him, and I can't wait to see... Uh, What's next? Hopefully, we'll get to see a Man of Steel soon enough. I want to say something real quick. Man uh, of Steel if, too. Yeah. If we can go back in the archives and see how many episodes you don't talk about Henry Cavill, I'd like to do that. I don't talk about Henry Cavill. Yeah, because you. It's a lot more than I do. I don't know. I don't know. No, Disco, do you remember the last time we did an episode where he's not talking about Henry Cavill? Uh, it's been a while. He stopped. He's I down. He really- I guarantee you, go to last week's episode, he's talking about it. And the there week was because well, yeah, there was news last week. There right? was yeah. a big stretch where every week it was like had Henry Cavill's John in his in his mouth. Just, just always. Like, well, he's well, a fucking never sexy take Henry man, bro. Like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say that he's a good looking dude. No. He's got sure. a nice job. Haven't they also confirmed they're working on Man of Steel too? They have, but they um, there they there's rumors that there was a script already written. And like the like the producer for that work was Zack Snyder's coming back for it and things like that. But nothing is set in stone. They they since Warner Brother Discovery hasn't like confirmed it yet themselves. It's still up in the air. But it's it's definitely moving in the right direction. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, next up, James Gunn and Peter Saffron. Uh, to lead DC Studios as co-CEOs. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned there were in talks with someone else to become the head of uh, DC Studios, and the talks fell through. They couldn't come to a deal. And now it looks like these two will be taking over uh, as the DC Studios um, CEOs and moving in the future, guiding the DCEU to hopefully a better place. potentially happening? I think we did. I think I was we did like, talk about James Gunn. It was like Gunn literally, like I think it was um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker come out, and we were yeah. talking about it. It's just like he did such a good job with Peacemaker. He did such a good job with the um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. And then we said, like, what if potentially they were just like, hey, let's let just let's just have James Gunn kind of run everything. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, but it'd be interesting. Months later, here so, we go. Yeah. Can I can I ask you guys, you DC fans, a question? Yeah. About this, you, you guys aren't afraid that under his direction he'll just turn dc into marvel tone wise well do you think have you seen um the peacemaker yeah i saw i saw only maybe i think two or three episodes of peacemaker and mm-hmm. i watched that i watched suicide squad um so do you think peacemaker has the tone of marvel 
more suicide yes. squad because I've it definitely yes. doesn't it doesn't to us no I don't, I don't feel all. like it at all nah. what, do you, what are, do you what do you call it good what do you call um it? well first of all they they're these shows might be a little lighthearted but they're still super dark um yeah. like nothing like Marvel does um, okay but Suicide Squad I know I know more about Suicide Squad there's nothing dark about that. I mean, uh, all the slave people like, that literally, were literally. First off, suicide's like in the name. The, murder, the slave but... people that had starfishes on their face? That was hilarious. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it's supposed to be funny, okay. but still, it's just like everybody's getting murdered because still it's pretty fucking dark. Like the, dark the, the experiments oh, okay. that the guy was doing okay, on Okay, so it's, so it's Marvel and Blood. No, the most similar thing that this is to Marvel now is Deadpool. That's the most yeah. similar, which isn't really but, MCU. Which but listen, I mean, Deadpool, you... Deadpool is also exactly what I just said Marvel plus Blood. I think. Listen, uh, it's, it's, it's I think more. it's fine if you think that's what it's, he's doing. It's just. It's, is it not just listen, an listen, edgier? Listen. I think it's fine that if if this is what you see him doing is yeah. taking DC, uh, DC, uh, excuse me, DC projects, making them in a Marvel style and adding grittiness or blood or whatever, and you and you think Let's that's say all not a he's Marvel doing. Style, a let, style. let me just finish. Let me just finish. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I think that's that's completely fine. If that's what you think, I just don't think we we agree, and I don't think like you, like trying to convince us is gonna happen. Like, it's well, just, I'm not trying you know. to convince you guys. I'm just I know you guys love. Didn't you guys enjoy Zack Snyder's tone overall? Um, so I really enjoyed the. Um, I I had my issues with some of the movies, but yes, I did enjoy the tone, and especially the the Justice League. And and he's he's his inspiration is coming from like very specific darker tone, yeah, uh, comics that he's pulling from. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I guess I don't see James Gunn dipping into that as much in the way that that for the Zack movies Snyder. he directs. Sure, I don't think yeah. he's gonna do that. Okay, but he's not directing every movie, right? That's well, true. Suicide Squad. I feel like he did a good job because Suicide Squad is has always been like here's a bunch of fuck ups who there's characters that we don't know what to do with them. And let's just throw him in a book and kill him off. And then some of the books are lighthearted, of course. And James Gunn yeah. did nail that. But um, I think James Gunn the picked the property that yeah, suits that his style yeah. strongly. And okay. he pulled it off well. Now, yeah. I don't think just because he did that <clears throat> for that property and for Peacemaker, he's going to start applying that style yeah. uh, as a blanket style for all of these the, movies. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, uh, I'm very curious where they're gonna take tonally. I don't know if if Zack Snyder does do Man of Steel too. I guess it'll be a continuation of his tone. Well, so would... as of right now, Zack Snyder has a he's locked in with Netflix. I forgot what the name of the deal is, but um, so he can't make movies for DC right now um, because he's locked in with Netflix. Um, there's a name for the deal that he – it's like an, a, a certain amount of movie deal that he has to do in a certain amount of time. So his time is tied to Netflix right now. <clears throat> now, I don't know if they're going to wait a little bit longer to for him to finish and then jump back on the ship or they're going to start moving forward maybe with some guidance from him or whatever. But as of right now, it's not confirmed that Zack Snyder is returning to the DCEU or Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm sure – I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm sure. Maybe they'll love to have him back when he has the time. Maybe they won't, and they'll just move on without him. Either way, um, right now he can't make movies with DC because he's tied with the Netflix deal. Um, 
But yeah, I'm sorry. What were you gonna? What else were you gonna say? I, I, I was just gonna say like my personal opinions on DC. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I mm-hmm. wasn't a fan of Zack Snyder's work. Matt Reeves' Batman is like yeah. one of my Amazing, you know yeah. big ten out of tens for in a long time with superhero stuff. If it were up to me, I would give especially because Matt Reeves has HBO shows coming out. I'd give mm-hmm. him the keys and I'd say, look, keep doing a Gotham, keep expanding the universe of the your Batman however mm-hmm. you want. And if one day you want to start introducing some other Justice League names, some other connections outside but they exist within the universe that you created go ahead i would love well i think they could still do that is... outside of the dceu right because they can run those two simultaneously they don't have to like they don't have to do what marvel's doing where every single show every single yeah. movie every single thing ties in together the universe they they have they can do elseworld right so exactly. ba- the batman is an elsewhere property it's just it's on its own. It does its own thing. They want to expand yeah. that into its own little thing and yeah. world and universe. They can 100% do that. Give the keys to Matt Reeves, like you said, and let him go wild. Now with the DCEU, none of what Matt Reeves does have Effective, anything yeah. to do with the DCEU. And they've already done and that with the Joker. Can... Exactly. One and then Joker's yeah. another. And they're making a sequel to that. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, think DC should just do that. Yeah. Uh. If they make a, a strong movie and they want to continue it or a strong project and they want to continue it, just leave it. Don't You don't have to connect them all together because then that's when they start messing up. And not uh, and not everything needs to tie in together. Right. I, 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 I love these. Like, I, I love these like uh, separate storylines that we see. And then maybe we will get a better DCEU under the new management or maybe they'll scrap it and start over. Who knows? But it seems like they're still going to try to continue it. They did reshoots for Aquaman. They did reshoots for Black Adam before it got released to add Henry Cavill. Um, They're doing some reshoots now for The Flash. That's why everything got delayed till next year. So they're trying to like still keep what's going on and move it into a new direction. So hopefully it succeeds. Only time will tell. Who knows? But And last but not least... Uh, speaking of Amazon, uh, they released their first image from the Fallout series. Now, um, I've never played Fallout myself, uh, Dan or Rusty. I don't know if you guys have played Fallout uh, and how much you've enjoyed the property. But Amazon is adapting it into a series. I think I had covered it a while back that they're doing this, but they released the first image and we're going to get a Fallout show. They probably spent a shit ton of money on this also and we'll see how it turns out. But... I think Fallout has as much like world uh, building potential as uh, as Lord of the Rings did, and and Lord of the Ring or like Rings of Power was was detached enough from any characters that we would really care about that they could get really creative with it uh, mm-hmm. with the characters that they were bringing in. Same thing with Fallout. Fallout has never been known for like like hero characters that you're attached to. You're very much inhabiting the shoes of like a template character, and you mm-hmm. know it's your own RPG, but. Um, great factions great overall world great overall like aesthetic and this like retro futuristic vibe they really own that um so that could be really cool to see on screen it just comes down to like are, are they gonna approach it with the same strategy they had for rings of power and just throw just money throw at the money, screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's gonna suck as much as rings of power did but the potential's there definitely yeah with cool. fallout there's definitely a possibility for great storytelling like russie was saying and Think of it as almost like working with uh, a partially clean slate. It's like the universe is there, but because there is like a regular type of character, you can literally do whatever you want. It's not like you have to follow any set thing. Uh, as long as you 
include the factions, which are a big part of Fallout, like Rusty just mentioned. And then, I mean, honestly, other than that, we really need to do, like... Also, I saw in that image that you put there, it said uh, Vault 33 at the bottom. Vault 23. And they all had, like, 33. Whatever it was, I'm curious. Imagine if they keep it... Well, I mean, the image is literally them exiting the vault. But I would love a show... I would love a show that takes place in a vault for like at least a long amount of time because keep it contained and keep it like keep me curious character about what the driven, outside world yeah. is. Yeah, imagine a show like Severance, mm-hmm. but in the world of Fallout, and it's people inside a vault and whatever the kind of crazy shit. Can Season happen. finale, they get out the vault. Yeah, you know something like that. But like they, that would be a big thing too for in the world of Fallout. That'd be huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. <clears throat> Well, Rusty, thank you for joining us for this yeah, thanks for having uh, me, guys. episode. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for checking us out. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, rate, comment below. Uh, liking and subscribing is free for you, and it helps us immensely. <clears throat> God, my throat keeps hurting. And don't forget to go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. New content going up weekly. Um, thank you for listening. And have a great week.